The Chicago Blackhawks snap their four-game losing streak and beat the Avalanche 3-2. On today's episode, I'll dive into arguably the Hawks' best win of the season, Connor Vidard continuing to develop his playmaking abilities, and Lucas Reichel finally showing signs of life. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can go and give me a quick follow on X at Jack Bushman, too, or you can go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And also, just a quick reminder if you like what you're watching or what you're listening to, then please make sure to show some support down below by liking, commenting, Commenting and subscribing to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel, all of which won't cost you anything. It's all 100% free and really does help me out tremendously. So make sure to take care of that real quick. And you can also go and turn on those push notifications to get notified when the episode's uploaded each and every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is sponsored by FanDuel, the best place to bet on the NFL. Sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to start earning bonus bets with any $5 money line bet with America's number one sports book. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always, thank you all again for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win 3-2 victory for the Blackhawks last night over the Colorado Avalanche to snap their four-game losing streak, and man, did this one feel good. A real impressive fight from the Blackhawks all night long, holding the Avalanche to no goals in the final 40 minutes. The NHL's third-best offense only potted two goals last night, and considering the roster situation going on right now with the Hawks, I think it's pretty safe to say that this was their most impressive win of the season, even though The Avs had dropped six of their last 10 entering this one, and they were without star defenseman Kale McCarr. I still thought the work ethic, uh, the effort level, the physicality, all of that good stuff uh, was as good as it's been all season long. So the guys that were in the lineup last night certainly on paper looked like a mismatch, but you wouldn't have thought that when you were watching what was going on out there on the ice. So the Hawks guys that were in the lineup, they deserve a ton of credit. Uh, And this is one effort that they can certainly hang their hats on and be proud of. But before I dive further into this Blackhawks win, don't worry, Hawks fans, I'll get there in just a moment. I do want to start today's show with just the slew of injury updates that we got following the morning skate yesterday from head coach Luke Richardson. And as I'm sure all of you are aware by now, with the amount of injuries that the Hawks have at this point in time, there's a lot to get to here on a bunch of different guys. And I always want to make sure you all out there are completely updated with what's going on with everyone on the Blackhawks roster. So Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this long list of injury updates that we got yesterday morning, starting with alternate captain defenseman Seth Jones, who's missed the last couple of games with a right shoulder injury. The update on Jones is that he's not going to be playing before Christmas. Blackhawks have two more games coming up this weekend before the Christmas break. On Friday, they take on the Montreal Canadiens at the United Center, and then Saturday, they're back in action for 
uh, the back end of a back-to-back with already their third meeting of the season with the St. Louis Blues, although it will be the first time meeting up with them without head coach Craig Berube, who is, of course, recently fired. But Jones, apparently his injury has gotten worse uh, over the last few days, or the few days following when it happened on December 10th. So sounds like he's going to be missing these two games over the weekend, but hopefully uh, he'll be able to return in full health once the Blackhawks get back from the Christmas break. As far as it goes for Alex Vlasic, I kind of expected that he was going to be able to return to the Blackhawks lineup last night after uh, on Sunday in that game in the afternoon against the Vancouver Canucks. He was considered to be a game time decision. So I felt pretty confident saying that he was going to be in Uh, the lineup last night against the Avs, but that wound up not being the case. He did skate on his own before the morning skate, and the good news is that Richardson said he's ahead of schedule uh, in comparison to Seth Jones. So maybe the Blackhawks get Alex Vlasic back on Friday against the Habs or uh, Saturday when they go on the road against the St. Louis Blues. And it kind of feels like Kevin Korchinski is in the same situation. He is now back with the Blackhawks. He skated with them during the morning skate yesterday, um, but the Blackhawks noted that he only skated once during his absence with the team, which of course uh, we learned was because of the tragic passing of his father, Larry, at the young age of 59. But Korchinski only skated once during his time away up in Saskatoon. So the Blackhawks coaching staff just kind of wants to give him a couple of days and a couple practices to ramp things back up before joining the lineup. But I would imagine one of he or Vlasic is going to be in there on Friday against the Montreal Canadiens. Joey Anderson was placed on injured reserve. I talked about this yesterday. That means he has to officially be out for seven full days. So won't play in either game over the weekend, but just like Jones, doesn't look like it's a long-term injury for Joey Anderson, which is great to hear because he has just been tremendous since getting called up. So hopefully he'll be able to get back following the holiday break as well. The curious case of Andreas Athanasiu remains, though, Blackhawks fans. We heard, I think it was a couple of weeks now, that the hope was that he was going to be able to resume skating. He had been doing some lifting in the gym and was doing some physical things. Uh, to get ready for that, but his groin injury apparently has lingered and he's still going through some further checkups. So timeline is still to be determined for Andreas Athanasiu, but looks like he's still not anywhere close and isn't skating at this point in time, which is really unfortunate because the Blackhawks undoubtedly could use his speed inside the top six. Even though he was off to an inconsistent start, his speed alone would really help this lineup right now. Jared Tenorti, another guy who uh, was back participating in the morning skate yesterday, hasn't been cleared off of injured reserve, still in concussion protocol at this point in time, but definitely a good sign that he's at least resumed skating. With concussions, you never really know the true timetable, but that's definitely indicative of him trending in the right direction. So maybe we get Tenorti Uh, returning on the back end as well this weekend. And I'll tell you what, Blackhawks fans, it'll be big to get these guys back, not only because of how it's going to impact, obviously, the NHL club, but looking at the Rockford Icehogs, I posted this on social media during their game last Friday or Saturday, I want to say, but looking at that blue line, it is Nolan Allen, Ethan Del Mastro, and basically a bunch of guys that are, you know, supposed to be playing with the Indy Fuel in the ECHL. That's how the injuries at the NHL level affect every level in the organization. So it would be nice to send a couple of these guys back to Rockford. And to me, just to get this out there, I think undoubtedly Louis Crevier and Philip Ruse are going to be two guys who are going back. And then if it's up to Wyatt Kaiser or Isaac Phillips, to me, I think you got to send Wyatt Kaiser back just because 
he's a little bit more un, uh he still needs to be ripened a little bit further down in Rockford in comparison to Phillips. So hopefully the Blackhawks can get healthier on their back end heading into this weekend. So that can help out the Rockford Ice Hogs decor as well. Uh, and then Philip Kershev, I have to add too, he was a late scratch in this game last night, was expected to play on the top line per usual with Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel, but ended up not being able to go due to an illness, which is uh, quite unfortunate. Hopefully he'll be feeling better in the next couple of days, kind of um, similar to, you know, Alex Vlasser or Kevin Korchinski. I think the likelihood that he plays this weekend is pretty good, but definitely hindered the Blackhawks last night and why it was uh, even more impressive that they were able to go and beat the Colorado Avalanche. But just to quickly recap here before getting into that win, the Hawks could be getting back Alex Vlasic, Kevin Korchinski, and maybe Jared Tenorti as well on their decor this weekend. And hopefully Philip Kershev will be able to feel better here in the next couple of days. But for these for this weekend's upcoming games against the Canadians and the Blues, we know the Blackhawks are still going to be without Seth Jones, Andreas Athanasio, and Joey Anderson at the very least. All right, there are the latest injury updates ahead of this weekend's back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. Coming up in just a moment, Hawks fans, I will dive headfirst into the Blackhawks, arguably their most impressive of the season, beating the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. But first, I need to talk to you all about FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with FanDuel because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Yes, you heard me right. That's $150 if your team wins outright on a $5 money line bet. So if you've been thinking about signing up for FanDuel, there's legitimately no better time to get in on the action right now because football season is starting to get to the nitty gritty. We're just three weeks removed from the start of the playoffs and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all regular season long. Just pick any team to win on the money line, such as the Bears. Nope, just kidding. You don't want to do that. What about the Ravens or the Bengals or how about the Miami Dolphins? Pick any team to win with a $5 money line bet. And if they get the job done, you'll get $150 in bonus bets for the victory. And you can use these bonus bets to bet on everything from the point spreads to over-unders, money lines, and even player props and much, much more. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, what I love about FanDuel is when you win, they pay you out instantly. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. So sign up today and be sure to visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Segment two. All right, let's get into the fun stuff here, Blackhawks fans. How about that victory last night, baby? The intensity, the energy, the high-paced back-and-forth action. I thought it was really impressive that the Blackhawks, I don't want to say they kept up with the speed of the Colorado Avalanche because they're one of the quickest bunches in the entire league, but the speed and the pace that the Blackhawks played with last night, I mean, it was really impressive to me, and I don't think I've played them, I don't think I've seen them play that fast all season long. And again, I mentioned this already in segment one, but considering the roster situation, I just think this has to be uh, the Blackhawks best win of the season. Like so many guys stepped up. The decor deserves a ton of credit for being as limited as it was. Isaac Phillips, I thought had a tremendous game. Once again, Nikita Zaitsev, Zaitsev. I still, if someone out there can make me a meme of 
Oh, my Jim Mora saying playoffs, but instead of playoffs, the gift says Zaitsev. Someone out there, please make that for me. Because whenever Nikita Zaitsev does something good, that's seriously how I feel. I'm like, Zaitsev? In this economy, Zaitsev? He had a really good game last night, though, all jokes aside. I think Connor Murphy continues to trend in the right direction as well. Um, But what really impressed me about the Blackhawks' victory last night, and I think this has kind of been... Their silver lining when they do get wins, they are usually hard fought. And I think they usually show some really good resiliency. They just haven't been able to show it consistently enough, which I'm sure is aided by how limited they are right now in terms of uh, their roster. But the the amount of adversity that this Blackhawks team can battle through uh, or ha- have shown they're able to battle through in wins this season is pretty notable. And I think that's something you have to tip the cap to Luke Richardson about. I know it hasn't been prevalent on a nightly basis and there have been some things to contri- to critique, but against some really good teams this year, the Blackhawks have some pretty good wins. I mean, they've beaten the Maple Leafs twice, beat the Vegas Golden Knights, now beat the Colorado Avalanche. They got some really good wins, and they just fought back really hard all night long. They started things off with a really nice goal early on. Uh, Connor Bedard, of course, doing Connor Bedard things. This kid, ladies and gentlemen, ah, he's killing me. Forces a turnover then patiently waits for the passing lane to open up, gets it across to Zaitsev on his tape. And Ryan Donato is uh, able to jam at home there to get the Blackhawks on the board first. Donato's fifth goal of the season to snap a nine-game goal drought. But after that, Colorado responded really quick with two power play goals of their own, both by uh, Valeri Nichushkin. One, Kaiser wasn't able to get to the middle to prevent the centering pass. Second one, Louis Crevier just gets boxed out by I know Nachushkin's a big boy, but he's not 6'8 like Louis Crevier. That's kind of signs of a young defenseman there. And Crevier, I believe, has now been on the ice for nine total goals in the last nine periods of action. So that's kind of why I say he's bound to be going back down to Rockford. But at that point in time, the Avs responded in a hurry, jumped back ahead 2-1. to one. They easily could have rode that momentum the rest of the way to pick up another lopsided victory against the Hawks. I mean, these two teams don't really have a lot of close games. The Blackhawks had only beaten them six times in the last 20 meetings, and in only two games out of those 20 had the Blackhawks scored more than three goals. So not a lot of close meetings between these two teams. Would have been easy and quite familiar for the Blackhawks to kind of let the Avalanche go on a run there, but they responded right back with a goal of their own late in the first period to tie up the game. Connor Bedard, again, with another beautiful pass in transition to set up Lucas Reichel, baby. Reichel! Finally gets on the board. That snaps his eight-game goal drought. Don't worry, Hawks fans. I'll get to more on Reichel here in just a second. But not only did the Blackhawks go on to tie that tie up the game at the end of the first period, but that really just gave them their momentum and gave them the effort, and it felt like the rest of the way they built off that energy, and the crowd started to get going. Full house at the United Center last night, might I add. They were feeding off of the crowd, and it was just like one of those games where it was actually fun to watch the Chicago Blackhawks battle throughout the course of the game. They go on to hold the avalanche off the scoreboard in the final 40 minutes, and then after the power play had kind of been dreadful all night long, a beautiful passing play between Bedard, uh, Nikita Zaitsev, and Nick Foligno capped off by Tyler Johnson. He also snaps a 10-game goal drought for his sixth goal of the season. That put the Blackhawks ahead 3-2 to two and put them ahead for good. Peter Morazic goes on to hold down the fort, leading to the Blackhawks finish the, finishing this one off with a 3-2 to two win. Also helped that Ryan Johansson took a frustration penalty with 32 seconds left. Uh, 
throwing a jab at Colin Blackwell well after the skirmish had, had ended. You could see the frustration on the Colorado Avalanche last night because they were getting stymied by this Blackhawks defense and Peter Morazic, who just continues to be red hot. Uh, but that frustration penalty by Johansson with 30 seconds left put the Blackhawks on the late power play. Nail in the coffin there, and the Blackhawks go on to pick up their 10th win of the season in style, baby, at the United Center, putting to rest their four-game losing streak. And as far as three stars of the game go, as far as the three stars of the game goes, yeah, that sounds much better. There are more than three players I have to talk about, but three in particular that I want to get to right away. And it starts first and foremost with 18-year-old Connor Bedard. I mean, this kid just continues to dominate games, really made a huge impact on all three goals, right? The first one forces the turnover, beautiful cross crease pass to get it over to Zaitsev. That leads to Donato's tap in on the second goal. He makes a beautiful pass to set up Lucas Reichel on a two on one. And then even the third where he wasn't credited with an assist, he was the one who entered the zone and set up that zone entry leading to the beautiful passing play for the game winning goal made an impact all night long. And I think the biggest thing that stood out to me recently about Connor Bedard is just how much he's been developing his playmaking since the early going. It really felt like, and this was even when the Blackhawks were healthier and he was playing with Taylor Hall and had a little bit more help up top. Uh, it feels like he's really starting to figure out the playmaking aspects of this game. He now has four assists in the last two games, also led the Blackhawks with six shots on goal last night, over 20 minutes of nice time once again. Oh yeah. He's the team leading scorer at 18 years of age. The kid is just special, special, special. Now has seven points in his last five games and 28 in 31 this season. 12 goals and 16 assists. Nice to see him start picking up those assists. That's certainly going to help him get to that point per game pace. He's nearing in on it right now, Blackhawks fans. And if he's able to keep that up, it's going to be fun to try and watch him hit 82 points Uh, by the end of the season. Also, a lot of credit per usual in Blackhawks victories has to go to Peter Morazic. Stopped 35 of the 37 shots that he faced last night and was uh, tremendous once again as he's been all season long. He's now won three of his last five starts, which for this Blackhawks team is pretty darn notable and has been a net. He's responsible for eight of their 10 wins this season. So without Peter Morazic, unless the Hawks are playing the Leafs, That's who Arvid Soderblom has both of his wins over this season, funny enough. Uh, Yeah, wins are tough to come by for the Chicago Blackhawks, but Peter Morazic just continues to be such a great story for this team. A really huge bounce back season. And as I've said time and time again here on the show, I think he's been good enough to deserve that co-MVP honor here with Connor Bedard in the first half. Now has a 3.04 goals against average and a 9.10 save percentage so far with this Blackhawks defense. I mean, that that kind of speaks for itself right there. And then third star of the game, it's got to go to Lucas Reichel. In my opinion, his best game of the season. And it's not just because he found the back of the net and got on the stat sheet with his third goal of the year, but it was also his first five-on-five goal of the season, which is pretty crazy to say. It took him 31 games to score a goal at even strength. But not, And it wasn't the three shots on goal that he added, but it was the way that he went about it, how big of an impact he played, how noticeable. I mean, have we seen a game this season where Lucas Reichel was as noticeable as he was last night? And it starts with what he's able to do in the neutral zone on both sides of the puck, really, because I think when he's playing at his best, 
Lucas Reichel is back checking like a monster. He's forcing two turnovers in the neutral zone. And then when he does have the puck on his stick at center ice, he's making great reads, very high hockey IQ plays, and is helping use his speed, his elusiveness, and his vision going back the other direction. We saw that on multiple occasions last night, and it felt like once he just saw that one go in at the end of the first period, it was just full speed ahead. He had all the confidence, just kind of jumped back into him. I don't know if he had his Wheaties or whatever happened with Reichel before the game, but man, was he awesome last night. And that's the Lucas Reichel we've been waiting for all season long. Was one of the best uh, Blackhawk skaters in terms of the analytics, I believe. Had the third best uh, shot attempts ratio at five on five, second best scoring chance ratio, and also had a a team high 67.93 expected goals for percentage. So that's the stuff we just need to see out of Lucas Reichel. And hopefully he can start getting the gear going and starting to kind of pile these performances up consistently because we know it's in him. And even in the last couple of games, we saw a little bit, we saw some spurts but he just hadn't been able to string it together. Last night, he was seemingly able to string it together shift after shift after shift, and that's the Lucas Reichel we need. We know he's got it deep inside him. We just got to pull it out of him, and I think, as I've been screaming on the show here, I think it's only going to happen if you play him on the top line with Connor Bedard and with Philip Kershev, who, interestingly enough, wasn't on the top line last night when Lucas Reichel played very well. But I think you have to be giving him those opportunities with the playmakers for him to succeed. So nice to see him finally capitalize on that opportunity. And like I already said, hopefully he can start piling these performances together and get back to being the player we expected him to be in his first full NHL campaign. All right, there are my three stars from last night's win over the Avalanche. Coming up in just a moment, I still have to get into some of my other bright spots, including Isaac Phillips holding his own against the Avs' pesky top line. But first, I got to talk to you all about Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Connor Bedard could be scoring 40 goals during his rookie campaign and looks like he's well on his way to winning the Calder Trophy. And you could be winning real big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. And all you have to do is simply pick weather studs like Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid or Connor Bedard will record more or less than their sleeper projections for goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in any given game. And again, sleeper offers you a hundred times your cash in daily fantasy contests. So start paying attention, make the right picks, and you could win real big. And right now, <clears throat> you can go and use the promo code. <clears throat> excuse me, Blackhawks fans, you can go and use the promo code listed down below. That's Lockdown NHL in all caps. And you'll get up to an $100 match on your first deposit with Sleeper. Again, that's promo code Lockdown NHL in all caps. And go and see Sleeper's terms of use right now for more details. Back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, if you're still tuned into this point of today's episode, let me just say thank you very much. I really do appreciate all of the support out there and you great fans are what keeps me going on a day-to-day basis. And if you can help me out by showing some support, smashing the like button, commenting down below and subscribing to 
the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. That would be very great. I would really appreciate it. And also, make sure to go and check out the new Lockdown Sports Today. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Segment three, it's nice when I get to break down a win here on the show because that usually means that I have just more than a couple of bright spots to talk about, and that happens to be the case here today. A couple of more players that I definitely wanted to give shout-outs to because it was a really good showing from a handful of guys. Colin Blackwell absolutely has to be one of them. And I mentioned on the show yesterday, we had kind of, gotten some whispers that Colin Blackwell could be nearing his return. Well, it ended up being last night. Colin Blackwell suited up for the first time since February 10th last year. It had been 10 months since Colin Blackwell last played in an NHL game, but I'll tell you what, he wore his heart and wore all of his emotions, everything that he probably felt in the last 10 months while not being able to be back on the ice He wore all of those emotions and everything on his sleeve last night. In every single shift, he made his presence felt. Recorded a team-high six hits and also added three shots on goal in just over 16 minutes of ice time. One of those hits was a really big crunch on Nathan McKinnon, which you love to see. He was also the one that drew that late penalty, getting under the skin a little bit of Ryan Johansson in the Avs offense. Nathan McKinnon was barking at him. As you know, he can be a little bit of a hothead. And that physicality, that speed, and just that overall energy, the Blackhawks are missing that so much out of their forward group, right? So that addition feels like it could be really big for the Blackhawks' bottom six. They just don't have enough ruggedness up and down their lineup. It kind of feels like it's Reese Johnson and Mackenzie Entwistle, and even those two guys aren't you know, locks to be in the lineup on a nightly basis. So Colin Blackwell being back, obviously that's great to see, but the effort that came behind it. I mean, he looked like someone who had been itching to play hockey these last few months. Great to see him finally back from that back injury that had just been plaguing him for so long, but uh, his impact was certainly felt had to be great for him to get back and also to play a really huge part in the Blackhawks coming up with a big win. Isaac Phillips, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but he continues to be out of all the AHLers, if you will, that have been up in the NHL this year and are up with the Blackhawks right now. He continues to be the best of them, and he's earned those top pairing minutes with Connor Murphy, which is what the Blackhawks are having to go with right now. But he handled his own last night. Murphy and he uh, frequently drew the avalanche top line that consists of Nathan McKinnon, Miku Rantanen, and Valeri Nachushkin. And they held them off the scoreboard at five on five, as the Hawks did to the entire avalanche offense. But yeah, the McKinnon line, they certainly had their looks. And, you know, you're not going to prevent them from getting uh, opportunities. They're going to get theirs eventually throughout the course of a 60 minute game, but didn't give them anything too easy, made them work for it. And I, I still just think Isaac Phillips, his confidence is noticeably growing with each and every game. And he's just getting better and more and more comfortable. I've said this a bunch on the show here too, but I'll say it again. Isaac Phillips needs to remain in the NHL, even when everyone is back and healthy, because 
In my opinion, he's one of the best six defensemen in the organization right here, right now. And I don't want to hear that Jared Tenorti and Nikita Zaitsev are both on the active roster and Isaac Phillips is in Rockford because that shouldn't be the case. Isaac Phillips doesn't have much more to show. And when he gets NHL opportunities, he actually is the one who's making the most of them here. So I know I'm kind of going on a little bit of a rant and I have been going on rants about Isaac Phillips, but I just don't want to see him end up back in Rockford again because he's so not deserving of that. He's handled himself really well. And even going back to the game last week against the Edmonton Oilers, he was a big reason why the Blackhawks were in that game. He made a ton of huge breakups and looked really good and really confident in all of his decisions. And I think those are the things that Luke Richardson uh, wants to see from him as uh, he takes these next strides year after year after year. Now that he's gotten some NHL action under his belt these last few seasons, it feels like he's fully understood what he needs to be to have success and how he needs to kind of go about his business out there. So really thrilled with Isaac Phillips' development, and I hope the Blackhawks are feeling the same way and uh, keep him around in the NHL moving forward. Ryan Donato also really deserves a shout-out because with Philip Kershev being a late scratch, he jumped up on the Blackhawks' top line and didn't miss a beat, wound up with two points. I mentioned earlier he snapped his uh, nine-game goal drought for his fifth of the season, also added an assist and two shots on goal as well, and he just kind of continues to prove. I know it's been a little bit of a quiet stretch for him recently, but still continues to prove that he can be a little bit of a Swiss army knife. Someone who can bounce up and down the lineup can still fit in with playmakers like uh, Connor Bedard and Philip Kurashev. And honestly, I do feel like he's one of those guys who down in the bottom six, unless he has a, a good set of line mates with them, he's probably not going to do much there. Um, but I still think there are better guys just moving forward in the organization for the future that deserve the top line opportunity. But it's nice to know that Ryan Donato, when you give him those chances or when you need him to step up, if someone's out of the lineup, he's more than capable of doing that really good performance out of him last night in an underrated little tip pass in the neutral zone that uh, led to Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel getting that two on one for Reichel's third goal of the season. And last, but certainly not least, Nikita Zaitsev, for as much crap as I talk about this guy, Zaitsev played a pretty good game last night, had two assists, two hits, one shot on goal in 17 minutes and 17 seconds of time on ice. Now has four assists in the last six games. And defensively, the Blackhawks haven't really given much offense from their back end all season long. And Nikita Zaitsev has been one of their more consistent offensive defensemen, like I don't want to compare him to Seth Jones because Seth is such a better anchor defensively, but Zaitsev's contributions from the back end, I'll put it that way, have been a very pleasant surprise. I still don't trust him defensively. I still think he is a pylon uh, traffic cone in his own zone, but his offense has been much needed these last few games. Um, nice to see him at least stepping up in those areas right now when the Blackhawks are without Seth Jones, Kevin Korchinski, they're better offensive minded defensemen. Someone's got to step up. Someone has to go and quarterback the power play. Seems like it's Nikita Zaitsev, which I didn't like the sights of heading into this game, but wound up making the most of it, picking up a, a really nice secondary assist on the power play and adding a uh, primary assist earlier in the game as well on Donato's goal. All right, fans, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks for free right now, 
wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, and to go and subscribe to the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel. That will help me out tremendously, and also that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it's uploaded to YouTube each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Do me a favor, go and give me a follow at JackBushman2 on X, and also make sure to go and follow my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey. That way you can get all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Till tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it from yours truly, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.